Heavy-duty vehicles account for only 7% of vehicles on the road, but make up one-fourth of all vehicle emissions. With the rising risk of climate change, it is important to focus on solutions that can be implemented now. Biodiesel is a readily available fuel source that is not only sustainable, but it doesn't impede on production and efficiency of heavy-duty vehicles. Biodiesel reduces greenhouse gas emissions by over 80%, drastically improving our health and efficiency on the roads. Hello, I am your host, Mike Lake. And in today's preview, I will be talking with Colin Heiler from Optimist Technologies, a clean tech startup optimizing biodiesel to reduce emissions and bring our heavy duty vehicles, trucks and semi-trailers into the 21st century with low carbon emissions. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, president and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome, Colin. Thank you so much for joining us today on Preview of Tomorrow. Uh, and once again, of course, I want to always uh, thank our listeners and viewers for tuning in. Uh, I'm really excited to introduce you today to Colin Miller, the CEO of Optimus Technologies. It, this is a company that enables diesel vehicles to run on 100% biodiesel without any major modifications. Now, Colin, there's a lot to unpack in that one little statement, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But let's start by learning a little bit more about you and, and how you came to be involved in, in this biodiesel industry, and, and why does this matter to you? Perfect. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me here today. And, um, you know, my personal story goes back to, um, you know, when I when I was a kid, I was always uh, environmentally conscious, always uh, excited to be outdoors. And that really spurred uh, lifelong learning and, and interest in the environment. And uh, when I started university, I, um, I was commuting an hour both ways. And so I wanted to try and find some type of sustainable solution for commuting. And that led me into the world of biofuels. Very interesting. Now, there's obviously a, I mean, I do appreciate your commute. Don't let me understate that, but there is a cause a global impact that we're talking about here. Um, and I mean, it was shocking to me to, to really learn that, you know, heavy duty vehicles um, really only account for less than 10%, about 7% of the vehicles on the road, but yet make up a quarter, about 25% of total emissions. Um, I mean, that's a staggering amount considering how few uh, vehicles there are in comparison. So it is an issue that has a whole implication in terms of environment, in terms of uh, carbon emissions, et cetera. Isn't that right? Certainly. And and yeah, my, my personal story started with, you know, a, a Volkswagen Jetta. But as I dove in and as I understood what the, the global implications were, um, you know, that was really uh, led to the arc and the impetus of trying to trying to discover a solution. When you look at uh, the challenge that is presented by climate change, we have, um, you know, we've, we've got a, a million different solutions and, and they all need to be pressed fast and hard and 
and uh, you know the particular track that we took was was focused on uh, medium and heavy duty vehicles because uh, they are such a large contributor to the uh, to the total carbon pollution that's that's emitted. And um, if you if you look at the statistics and kind of projections, that that number is only going to continue to increase. I mean, we're not as a society and as a world becoming less dependent on uh, you know trucking or freight or uh, you know aviation or, or things that. Um, you know things that power and move the world, and and at the at the fundamental underpinning, diesel fuel has has been there for you know two centuries because uh, because it's so easy, it's so convenient, and uh, and you know our goal is to try and help to create a transformative shift away from that. And you know one of the challenges that um, one of the challenges that we see is that you know although there's been tremendous strides in electrification and Hydrogen technology and other other solutions that are trying to address this, um, you know, these are these are solutions that really aren't available or able to be commercialized at a at a scale that actually truly has an impact for for decades. And and the the problem is now. So uh, that's where that's where Optimus uh, comes in. We're able to upgrade existing engines. We're able to build our technology into new engines as they as they are are built. And we're able to take a medium or heavy duty engine and allow it to achieve zero uh, or near zero carbon emissions today. I mean, if I may, I want to just underline exclamation (laughs) points beside that point of urgency. Um, I mean, it is critical. And I mean, we've all seen... Um, you know, nations around the world uniting around the Paris agreements to to reduce our carbon emissions. Yet there's a major question mark as to how we actually achieve those goals. Um, And this certainly carries us a long way. But give us a sense. When we're talking about biodiesel, and I do want to get into a moment in just a moment, exactly what that means, that term, what it is. Um, But before that, tell us, by converting to biodiesel, what are we talking about in terms of reduction of, of uh, greenhouse gas emissions? Yeah, so one of the interesting things, and, and this it takes a little bit for people to wrap their heads around, but one of the interesting things about biodiesel is that the emissions that are generated from using biodiesel are all plant-based. They're all biogenic emissions. So if you if you look at uh, if you look, take a step back and look at the full life cycle, uh, the energy source for those fuels is actually solar, right? So you've got sun, you've got photosynthesis. Let's take it to you know a, a second or third grade science fair type of uh, equation. The the power that is embedded within the the biofuel is actually solar derived, and and so intuitively when you when you look at that. Um, the carbon emissions that are that are coming, uh, you know, that that are generated from the from the biodiesel is actually they're, they're carbon emissions that have been sequestered from the air. So you're, there's a there's no net uh, increase in in carbon emissions. So the plant grabs carbon from the atmosphere and then it re-releases it during the uh, during the use process. And so uh, you know, unlike a petroleum fuel where you're taking carbon from the ground and releasing it into the atmosphere and causing an imbalance there. Um, so, so biofuels, because of their biogenic emissions, actually have a lower carbon intensity than, you know, electric vehicles or, you know, hydrogen if it's derived from natural gas, things like that. And so uh, it, it's a little bit intuitive to think that 
you know, an EV has higher carbon emissions than um, a biodiesel engine. But uh, because of the nature of where those, uh, you know, where those fuels are coming from, that uh, it, it leads to a, uh, an almost zero carbon impact on the total life cycle. That's amazing. So now let's focus, you know, for, for the benefit of our listeners and viewers, what is biodiesel? <laughs> so, so biodiesel is a replacement diesel fuel that is derived from any type of oil. So it could be uh, plant-based oils, it could be, um, you know, waste animal fats, it could be um, used cooking oils. So, so oils, you know, as they come out of the fryer, you know, once they no longer have a useful life in, in the food service industry, they can get reprocessed and, and refined into biodiesel. So biodiesel takes these fats and oils, um, it goes through a, a, a light uh, refining process and then um, creates a, a fuel that's very similar in nature to diesel fuel, but not exactly the same. And so that's where uh, our technology comes in. So we uh, we build, it's a, it's a hardware and software upgrade to the engines. So our technology bolts on to any existing engine. So we've done school buses, we've done tractor trailer trucks, we've done garbage trucks, you know, you name it, anything that anything that's powered by a diesel engine. And what our device does is actually condition the fuel on board the engine so that um, the engine, for all intents and purposes, uh, the, the fuel when it gets to the engine is is equivalent to, to diesel fuel. So um, so we're just plugging in our device between, you know, the fuel and the engine to make it uh, you know, to make it conditioned appropriately for, for use in, in any existing diesel engine. And, and I do want to underscore that point as well, because biodiesel, of course, is not new. Um, but one of the early challenges with it was, especially in colder conditions, your oil would solidify and it makes it very difficult to run an engine when you have a solid block of oil, not, not a liquid form. Um, so that's an important development, important innovation in this whole process. Is that right? That, that is certainly the case. And, and one of the things that uh, has traditionally been the case for biodiesel is uh, because, uh, because it can be utilized in, in some manner, it gets blended today. So the predominant use of biodiesel today is blended um, maybe 5% in with traditional diesel. And so uh, although that's helpful, you know, talking about the larger challenge of, of climate change, you're still using 95% diesel. And so our approach was, okay, how can we take this fuel that already exists, already has a large market, has large you know, infrastructure built around it, and, and go from 5% to 100%. And, and that's where our device plugs in. And, and you're, you're totally right, you know, in circumstances where um, you have cold weather operations, that fuel is going to be like a, you know, it'll be like a bottle of olive oil in the fridge in the refrigerator. You know, it it could be solid when when the vehicle starts up, and so you know, part of our technology allows that fuel to be conditioned for proper use. Of course, having that infrastructure to to recharge. Um, how is that infrastructure solved or that challenge solved with infrastructure for biodiesel? Yeah, with biodiesel, you can utilize the existing refueling infrastructure because it's a liquid fuel and it's a direct one-to-one -one replacement. Um, when our customers deploy our product, they actually, um, you know, they may have two diesel tanks on site. 
Um, what they'll do is they'll isolate one and they'll use it for biodiesel and they'll utilize the other one for diesel fuel for any of the vehicles that, that don't have our technology. And what that does is allows us overnight to leverage, you know, the, the past 200, uh, well, maybe not quite that long, you know, the past 100 years of, of aggressive commercial development uh, in terms of refueling and globalization. So, you know, anywhere in the world you go, there diesel stations, um, you know, predominantly throughout, you know, any any country. And so tomorrow, if necessary, right, we could integrate and start to transition those to be biodiesel stations. And that's one of the fundamental advantages versus uh, any other type of new technology that we're not starting from scratch. You know, we've got a hundred year head start. We're just leveraging the investments that have already been made. Which makes perfect sense. So, Tell me, what, what impact um, have you already seen? Well, you mentioned you've already done garbage trucks and school buses, et cetera. What, what is the impact at this stage? Yeah, so um, we as a company have been around for about 10 years. Um, only within the past three have we really seen rapid commercialization. And um, our, our technology today is integrated in the purchasing decision for cities like Washington, D.C. So um, because, again, they did the assessment of other technologies, they've, they've used our technology for a while, you know, they, they really made the calculus that from a cost to carbon reduction standpoint, uh, there's no better way to achieve their emission reduction goals and targets. So every new heavy duty truck that they purchase is equipped with our technology. So, um, you um, know, today we've got um, you know, today we've got about 50 trucks in operation with the city of Washington, D.C., but um, we'll have about 130 by the end of the year. And uh, other major cities like City of Chicago, their parks district is using our technology, um, private carriers. And, and so uh, we've been very focused on the U.S. To, to date. But as we accelerate rapidly, um, you know, we're looking globally at, at where our technology can uh, be most applicable and how um, you know, how we can leverage existing infrastructure. So, um, you know, our, our goal is to, to be the solution for uh, cities and private carriers, anybody moving freight in a medium or heavy duty diesel engine. And, you know, outside of the fact that, you know, the infrastructure for electrification doesn't exist today, the, the applications that we target are so incredibly difficult to electrify because they're carrying significant weight over long distances or, you know, they've got punishing jobs like, you know, plowing snow or hauling refuse. So one last question here um, is just that there, there's also health implications that we're talking about here, which I have to admit, I did not fully appreciate, <laughs> um, you know, just the impact that that has on our health and, and seeing that switching to you know biodiesel can create something like a almost half of 45 percent reduction in cancer risk um uh, or even hundreds of thousands of fewer asthma attacks um so with, with that kind of an impact not to mention i think i've i read somewhere and this might might be a bit old now but uh just optimus alone has already offset over a million pounds of CO2 emissions from the air with early customers. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's absolutely the case. And and every day that number is aggressively growing. I think the last time I, I checked our dashboard, you know, we were at 1.5 million. And 
because of the volume of diesel fuel that we're offsetting, that that number just accelerates very rapidly. Um, but but to your original question or, or comment there, uh, yeah, biodiesel because of the nature of the emissions helps to reduce cancer risk. It reduces particulate emissions. Um, there's a wide variety of both economic, environmental, and health benefits that come from utilizing biodiesel. And our goal, our vision is to make sure anywhere there needs to be a diesel engine, and we don't think that everything needs to be diesel. You know, we do see a, a solution, you know, a place for electric and hydrogen and, and all of the above strategy. But anywhere there needs to be a diesel engine, uh, we believe there, there needs to be an Optimus system. Well, perfectly put. So let me just ask this last, very last question, and I, I know we're out of time here, but let's assume everywhere that there needs to be diesel, there is an Optimus uh, <laughs> solution. What, what are we talking about in terms of uh, your vision and for long-term impact? Yeah, so, so you know, as of today, there's no reason any uh, new engine needs to be built without an Optimus system. So, so that's one of our one of our goals is to make sure that we're integrating with the engine manufacturers to make sure that you know the technology is deployed. But again, one of the absolute advantages that we have is our technology can be put on any any vehicle that's already in the field. And so you have a, a massive uh, benefit to again maximizing infrastructure. If you've got a vehicle that's two or three years old replacing it with an electric vehicle doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, all of the embedded energy that was used to create that vehicle just to discard it is is probably worse environmentally than maximizing the life of the asset. So if you're going to maximize the life of the asset and that makes the most sense, put an Optimus system on it, run 100% biodiesel, reduce your carbon emissions to almost nothing, and, you know, make sure that, that you're helping the economy grow in a way that's both profitable, profitable but also economically and environmentally sustainable. Well, perfect way to end this, although I'm sorry it ended so quickly. But for those who do want to learn more um, or get in contact, what's the best way? Our, our website's probably uh, the easiest way to get so. in touch. Easiest way to get in touch, and that's Optimus, O-P-T-I-M-U-S, tech, T-E-C, dot com. Um, and that has all of our information, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and you can uh, contact us by email or anything like that. But the website's definitely the jumping off point. All right, optimistech.com. Well, Colin, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing uh, the incredible impact and story of Optimus Technologies. We look forward to, to seeing your continued success. Perfect. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guest today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.